Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley, and I am here tonight with quite a few guests. We're going to talk about Illinois football recruiting after a magnificent weekend that resulted in six commitments for the Fighting Illini. First, we'll have Matt Stevens, our Illini staff writer, along with Kedrick Prince, our director of recruiting, to analyze the situation. And then later on, we're going to have Mike Farrell, the godfather of recruiting, come on and discuss the, the weekend as well. And of course, just so you know, we'll be talking about the commitment of Demetrius John, Easton Baker, Eddie Turk, Tyshawn Griffin, Carlos Orr, and Zafir Stewart. Um, very impressive weekend for the Fighting Illini, and we are uh, very excited to be able to bring you a little bit of discussion and analysis to help you as a fan kind of thread through uh, what happened this weekend and how it'll impact the team in the future. So uh, just sit back and we will be back with some more, uh, starting with Matt and Ked. Thanks. Are you looking to grow your business? Do that with the Illini Guys Radio Network by broadcasting on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We have over 20 stations, including stations in Chicago, St. Louis, Champaign, Decatur, Springfield, Bloomington, the Quad Cities, Rockford, Peoria, Marion, Quincy, and Jacksonville, amongst others. You can reach over 11 million people in the state of Illinois by partnering with us. Send me an email, mike at IlliniGuys.com, and let's find a way that we can build your business together. And as promised, this is Illini guy Mike Kegley, and I am here with Kedrick Prince and also with Matt Stevens. So as you guys all know, uh, who are Illini guys subscribers, Kedrick Prince is our director of recruiting, and Matt is our Illini guys staff writer who does an awful lot with football, basketball, and golf, although there, he, we, we don't limit him to those. We, we make sure he gets to do a lot of sports. But um, this was a heck of a weekend for the Illini. Uh, they've, they've had some success here with what was a very, very good weekend of having recruits in town. We ended up with uh, five recruits, Demetrius John, Easton Baker, Eddie Turk, Tyshawn Griffin, and Carlos Orr. So we're going to kind of go through each player and kind of talk a little bit about each one so that you as fans can get your uh, impressions of what Ked and Matt are seeing from these guys. So Ked, we talk off with the uh, first one with Demetrius John, the six foot four, 250 pound defensive lineman from Ohio. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and what he brings to the Illini. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, right away, here's my first thought. I mean, what a wonderful 24 hours for the university of Illinois football program. Um, I don't know. You know, we talked a little bit before air, you know, before we got on air here about like where the direction of the program is going and, you know, how the fans kind of perceive this recruiting class. But it's just been a whirlwind for me. I mean, you go to the store and you look up and there's a tweet. Oh, there's a commitment. You know, uh, I look in you know, the mirror and brush my teeth. Oh, there's a commitment. So it's been a great, great 24 hours for the University of Illinois football program, something I've not seen in a while. Um, but, you know, what? Well, to answer your question, you know, you're right. I mean, this was a kid out of Ohio that Illinois, get, you know, was able to get. And what I focused on a lot this year for me, you know, I'm really curious to see where Matt goes with this and you as well, Mike. 
you know, in years past, I've always looked at, you know, and this isn't the selling point. I'm not saying I'm basing my facts on this, but what other schools were actually recruiting these kids? You know, um, in the years past, Illinois was, they would get these, you know, athletes, but then they're not really recruited by the power five schools, you know, and you look at a guy like John, you know, uh, big kid, you know, Illinois has always, you know, you got to have good linemen. You got to be able to put guys in position where you can develop them. You know, um, he went to Westerville uh, North High School. You know, I just talked to him recently and he, um, his junior year, he had 52 tackles and 13 assists and um, seven sacks. And he's got a good body, you know, and that's the thing that I look at as well. His body, that he, you know, that he got that they can develop and, you know, Tank will do a good job with him, I'm sure. But when you got schools like Indiana, Cincinnati, and West Virginia, I mean, those are not typical great powerhouses, but they're not the lower of the pack other programs. I'm not going to diminish those programs. But I think it was a good get. It was a good start. And I think he's really, really excited from talking to him. He's really, really excited to get him, you know, to get to the University of Illinois. And he's excited about the opportunity that he has. Matt? Uh, an under-recruited kid who is undersized, and I think he's going to have to get bigger. He has the frame to get bigger. Um, it's a take that you understand if you're Illinois because you think he's going to be able to get bigger and you think he's going to be able to play end for you um, in a 3-4 and in an uh, unbalanced line. But you're, it's a projectable take that I think he would have gotten a lot – well, I don't um, – let's not use – past tense, he will get a lot of attention late in his recruitment before he signs with whoever he signs with, whether that's Illinois or somebody else. Um, so because I think team, schools are going to miss on some guys and they're going to try to double back on a kid like this who's very, very projectable, but he's not being highly recruited yet at the big time level just because I think his size – doesn't allow for him to be as dominant at the high school level as you would like for his tape to be. But I do think he fits a need for what Terrence Jamison wants to do with that position on the edge, on the end, which is, you know, sometimes you just, you, sometimes you've got to be a good run stopping defensive end. Sometimes you have to be a guy who can, who can steal the edge and, and be that guy that fills a need. And I think he can do that. And I think he can develop into a really, really good guy that can get vertically up the field. Um, but I think it's it's not going to be a plug and play immediately guy um, in, in in a defensive line standpoint. They very rarely are. But I I do think that Illinois is is taking a commitment here and hoping that a kid stays relatively loyal to this commitment because I think he's going to get a lot of attention before he either signs in November or February, whatever that day is going to be. Yeah. So that that indicates we've got a, a player with some talent. That 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 people would be interested in. It's not not like yeah. somebody that, you know, they just go okay, fine. And he's and folks recruited by a lot of schools that do a lot of like the projectable recruiting, like a Boston College, a Vanderbilt, you know, those types of schools. And like quite frankly, like Illinois likes to do with these kids. And a lot of those kids typically stay pretty loyal to the whole recruiting process. And I'm sh and and I'm sure he's getting recruited um, by other guys that have already been committed and and. But I think he needs to get bigger, and I think this is going to be a nice project for Tank over the next couple of years once he gets on campus to be able to get him to you know somewhere near Keith Randolph's size in order to play the position that I think they project him to be. Yeah, and, and of course we know what what he can do 
um, with with putting weight on. You look at a guy like Bryce Barnes who came in at, you know, 230, 225, 230, and now he's playing at 285. So, uh, you know, the, the, the advantages that Illinois football and basketball have with their strength and conditioning directors is pretty impressive when you look at Tank and and Adam Fletcher. So that that is that is awesome. Um, next up is a, a linebacker from Utah, Easton Baker, and th- this one was one that was very interesting. A six foot one, two hundred and twelve pound, three star recruit. Um, this is a guy who's got a little bit of kind uh, of really piqued my curiosity. Um, Ked, what did you what what do you have to say in terms of what he brings to the table for the Illini? Hey, Mike, you know, we just talked about the the way the day has gone for Illinois. I could be wrong. I know we all have access to social media, but I think Illinois just got another commitment to, uh, since we've been on the air with uh, Zafar Stewart. Not 100% sure, but that's what I'm getting a buzz that they got another commitment, um, which is not surprising, but amazing. Um, but we have to verify that. But to answer your question, this one surprised me. You know, I I mean, I, and I think it surprised a lot of people. When these kids commit, you know, we all have our sources. And I was kind of surprised because um, he did come. He was a BYU commit before. Um, and I, the report that I got, you know, and the Luna film that I saw, this is just a tough kid who has the potential, you know, if he develops to get bigger and stronger, this kid could potentially be an all Big Ten player, you know, if he's if he red shirts by the time he's a junior or sophomore junior, I mean, with his tackling ability, his footwork, his drop back coverage, they really, really see high hopes for him. And to tell you how good of a player he is, and I told you at the start of the show, I mean, with these kids, I'm really focusing on this. I mean, he picked Illinois over Arizona State, Oklahoma, and he was going to visit Washington State, and then he didn't do that, you know. So, um he is not a kid that put up a lot of numbers, but I think given him in the right situation and the right defensive format, he could be extremely successful. Matt, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, this this player who's got some good schools looking at him? Yeah, this is all Andy Boo. Um, this is a guy who Andy Boo has some has some uh, the inside linebacker coach at Illinois has some contacts with guys out on the West Coast, um, specific Northwest specifically was told that Easton was not entirely in love with all of the schools that were recruiting him. And it was simply a relationship thing. And two days later, I'm told two, two days later, he got on a plane and immediately in face to face offered him a scholarship. And from what I understand, that made a whole big difference in this kid. Um, the Andy Boo experience is kind of interesting. I think he, he, uh, I have a lot of people tell me that he is subtly one of the more efficient recruiters on the staff. I don't think it's subtle anymore. I think he's one of the best recruiters on this staff. I think he, when he, he can sell the relationship thing better than anybody and he can sell his experience better than anybody. He's been a coordinator at three different power five schools. Um, and he can sell the idea that he's going to be able to develop you just like he has the inside linebackers that he's had um, that Lovey Smith recruited and that he inherited. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I see a lot of um, similarities with him and, and you know, they, they he just has this motor. He has this violence that he plays with. 
And I think that Andy Boo fell in love with him. And I think he's, he really liked the idea that he was going to be his position coach. And it was a really, really quick recruitment. I don't think that this recruitment lasted more than four weeks before they got him on campus last weekend. And, and he made, he made the decision, but I think it's a really, really good take. I, I see a lot of um, similarities in what he does from a physical standpoint that what Andy likes to recruit in linebackers. Um, especially his inside guys that he he knows he needs to have at least run enough, not sideline to sideline, but from hash mark to hash mark. Um, and you know, they're going to, they're going to do basically a five, two front if they, if they have their wits about them up front. And so Andy knows that those two guys on the inside are going to have to, you know, absorb a lot of field. Um, and this kid has proven that he can do that. And I, I think it's a really, really good, I'm excited about this one as much as I was any of the ones that happened either Sunday night or Monday afternoon uh, for Illinois, because I think this kid just plays with the type of mentality, the violence and, and, and the speed that Andy Boone needs out of his inside guys. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, you know, Ked brought this up at the start of the podcast and Matt, you've had concerns about this over the last, you know, couple of years, but we're they're they are starting to win recruiting battles against teams that you're not expecting uh, Illinois to win them against. Now, Coach Bielma is used to winning these battles when he was at Wisconsin and Arkansas, but but Illinois fans are like, wow, this is kind of new, and I kind of like it. Um, we haven't seen that, you know, since uh, Ron Zook was around, and and so this is this is very um, encouraging, not just because of the volume of players, but because of the teams that Illinois is finishing ahead of also. Um, now the next one up is, is uh, uh, Eddie Turk. And again, you're looking at another six foot four, 205, 255 pound D line player from LaGrange, Illinois. So we're, you know, we're up in uh, Randy Poffos uh, area, you know, for those people who are know where the macho man came from. Um, Another another player who's got a bunch of uh, good schools going after him, Old Miss, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Duke, Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Miami. Pretty impressive list, Ked. What does this uh, kid do so well that makes all these schools interested in uh, getting his services? Well, one, I mean, he's he's athletic and, like, I, you know, I have to give Matt credit. One of the things that he talked about was these kids developing size. He's athletic. He is strong. And that list is, is as impressive as you can possibly get. And when you look at what Illinois has done, you know, I mean, I one of the recruiting services that I'm going to give a lot of, you know, pop to lately um, is ESPN. And I'm going to tell you, I really looked at what Illinois has tried to do in the top 25, top 50 in the state. You know, and getting a guy like Turk is huge because he is considered one of the top 15, 20 prospects in the state of Illinois. He's from the state. And we've all heard Brett Beatham talk about, hey, I got to recruit the state. I got to get these kids to stay home. And he's proven to them that this is a place that you can go play at. He is physical. He is strong. And he's a guy that I look at that I really like to see is that when you don't have to put him on the field right away, you know, right now he's, you know, give or take 255 pounds, but given a couple of years, you know, added with some, with some added weight, 
I think this kid has an extremely bright future. And you look at, you know, like Nebraska has always done well. Northwestern has always done well with linemen. And, you know, and to keep these kids in state, and I, I know we've talked about that a lot, but if you can't take care of your home state, you're going to struggle in college football. Matt, what were your thoughts? Because I will say one thing, when I look at this kid, he and I'm not saying that 255 pounds is not a big kid, but he looks bigger in the pictures. Uh, it's probably because he may be a little bit bigger um, yeah, than yeah. the last one that he weighed in a camp or something. The interesting thing about Eddie to me, I'll, I'll say two things. One is I actually will be shocked if he doesn't end up uh, in Bart Miller's position group. I think they think he's an offensive tackle um, more than they think he's a defensive lineman. Uh, and I think that that's what actually made Illinois' recruitment of him a little bit more unique than all of the other big-name schools that were coming after him. Um, I think uh, I think that I, I will be surprised if he's not on the – because he played both ways in high school. His tape shows him as an offensive tackle as well, um, and I think he has a lot of the fundamentals that Bart looks for, especially out of somebody who can develop a tackle body as quickly as as – he can, and that's not easy to find from an athleticism standpoint with somebody that big who has the frame to get a little bit bigger. Um, and I think that he has the frame to do that. Um, I think they think he's a tackle of the future. And I, and I think it's what set Illinois apart. And I think that if they have to move him to defensive line, he's been proven capable at the high school level, definitely that he can definitely do that. But I, I found that the combination of Bart Miller and Terrence Jamison to me made this recruitment unique. And I actually think he'll, he'll start at least working with Bart Miller's group um, with the young guys at the offensive tackle positions. Um, it just gives Illinois more depth at that tackle position in which they've been striving for. And I think that he'll, he'll do that. The other thing is, is that um, I hate to kind of grade this on a curve, but this one should have happened. Um, you, you needed to be really concerned if you were an Illini fan, if this commitment doesn't happen and it doesn't hold. The reason I say that is one, yeah, it's an in-state kid. Um, you had to recruit over some, some Northwestern, uh, legacy stuff. His grandfather, I think a lot of other people in his immediate family went to Northwestern, played sports at Northwestern. Um, he's right there in LaGrange. Um, but you know, Every one of his siblings has gone to the has gone to Illinois. His older sister is a student worker in the recruiting football recruiting office for Illinois. So, if you're an Illinois fan, you're kind of just concerned if Eddie Turk had decided to commit anywhere else, and you're kind of concerned if this commitment doesn't doesn't hold for Illinois. So, it's a you know I'm not grading this on a curve. You've got to take the kid. I mean he's he's going he's going to make an impact. I think he's he's that good of an athlete. But these are the kind of these are the kind of commitments that Illinois has to get in order to just kind of sure up a recruiting class. These kind of have to be no brainers in a sense. The kid is really, really good. It's not like it wasn't a competitive field that you were recruiting against. But Eddie Turk not being an Illini would have been a hell of a lot more concerning than him committing to Illinois as fast as he did, because there's a lot of family element right now that makes that a no brainer for him. And I think it's going to be a great fit for everybody involved. And as the old guy of the group, I will say that we've seen plenty of times when when the Illinois coaching staff has not been able to punch the ticket on no, the recruits, yeah, right. the recruits that we would love to have. And now we're seeing, you know, under the the discipline of Coach B and 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 a staff that's very talented, 
that they are able to get the wins that they're supposed to get. And um, they're also grabbing a few, um, you know, surprises along the way, which is fantastic. Now, as we go, and again, this is a very talented group of people. Um, the next, the next one up is, is a player that I guess, you know, I heard reference to today as uh, one of the most electric and talented players in the state of Illinois to Sean Griffin. And, you know, here's a guy who is, you know, blazing speed, um, you know, five foot 11, 165 pound athlete. You know, this is the kind of guy that, you know, at, at some of the SEC schools, you put them out there depending on whether you want them at wide receiver or defensive back and just causes havoc out on the football field. Ted, what are, what are we looking for from uh, Mr. Griffin? This was the kid that I, I'm going to tell you, this was huge to me. No disrespect to the, any of the other kids, but this kid is a, he's an amazing athlete. What I'm kind of curious to see, I know Coach George McDonald, you know, I talked to Griffin a little bit, and Coach McDonald, George McDonald's the receiver coach, he was the guy that was really responsible for recruiting him. But this kid is quick, he's athletic, and, you know, at some point in time, you know, we, you can have talent. You know, Illinois has done a great job on the defense and, off and offensive line, you know, in the linebacker's position. But you need skill guys as well. But what I'm really curious to say, because when, when we talked, wasn't for sure – what, if he was going to be a wide receiver, if he was going to play on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I'm sure, I mean, I know they'll put him in the best position, you know, and I'm, I'm sure the coaches will probably have that conversation. But when you get a guy like Malik Elzey, who's already on campus, who's also another four-star recruit, top one of the top recruits in the country, reaching out and then showing his enthusiasm um, from Simeon, you know, to a Morgan Park kid, hey, this is where you need to be and letting them know it's okay to stay home because a kid like this, I, I easily, you know, for years for me, you know, you see a kid like this slip away. You know, kids like this are, you know, one of the most highly taught recruits in the class was able to stay home. And, you know, and he's athletic enough and good, you know, and quick enough, you know, to be able to play on both sides of the ball. But I don't, I don't see a lot of that with Brett Bielema. I just think, you know, I and I don't think they're going to have to do that. You know, their, their roster is becoming deep enough to where they don't have to rely on guys like, you know, Isaiah Williams did that, you know, early in his career. Matt, what are your what's your thoughts on this this player coming? It's a two and a half year recruitment. Um, this is the kid that when Brett Bielema got the job in December of, of 2020, identified that this is a kid we have to land. Immediately, he was on the list. Um, this will end up being a three-year recruitment for the U for for this football program and this football staff. Um, I promise you. I laugh when Ked says that, but because I promise you that Brett Bielema has had a plan for Ty Griffin since the minute he took the job. Um, and I, I I do believe it is on offense. I do believe they have sold him on the idea that he's going to be the next Isaiah Williams. I, I think he 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 perfectly fits what they want to do with that slot receiver position. Um, they, 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 they think as an athlete, he can do all of those things. Um, can he help in special teams? That's a possibility as well. He's just a dynamic athlete. Again, they have spent so much time recruiting him. Um, and it's one of those things where, um, I think if he were a little bit bigger, uh, and his high school was a little bit, let's just say better at football, he would be ranked a little bit higher. He would be rated a little bit higher. 
Um, and, and for Illinois' benefit at this point, he hasn't been. And so I think he ends up being high on their the high on their watch list. I know for a fact he's been high on their watch list for about two years. And they they I'm not saying that this is their version of IO. No, everybody's going to, I don't I won't say everybody. There are people that are going to make that connection. I don't want to put that on that kid yet. Um, because I don't even know if he's going to be as flashy as like, say Isaiah was the minute he decided he wanted to be a receiver. Um, but I do think he has the athletic ability that they look for in a slot receiver that can make a dynamic impact eventually in his career. And I, I think that they're really excited about getting him. I do know that I was I didn't know where Ked was going to go with this, but I always snicker at the idea that yeah, George McDonald's going to be his position coach, and <laughs> I always try to remind people that the George McDonald that recruited you is not the same guy that's going to coach you, son. I have, I have, I I promise you that. But I do think he's a dynamic enough athlete, and honestly, a a, a pretty tough kid that he's going to be able to he's going to be able to take everything that comes to him in those. Uh, freshman and probably redshirt freshman seasons that, that come to him at Illinois. And I think that they think he's going to be able to develop into the dynamic, or at least they hope that he can dynamic uh, translate into the dynamic athlete that Isaiah is right now in that slot. Uh, he's exciting, you know, get, get a look at his huddle films. Uh, um, you know, this is, this is the type of, of guy that I, I think what we would call him in the old days is a difference maker um, because you put him on the field and if you don't account for him properly, he's going to bite you. And and you you have to figure out, you know, you can't just ignore him on any given play. Um, and and now it comes to um, a guy that Carlos Orr, and, and I have to admit, you know, six foot four, 180 pound wide receiver from Tennessee. And and I look at his films and, and again, I thought he was one that looked better maybe than, than, um, than maybe than, you know, the number of offers he had. Um, but I love the six foot four receiver that kind of can grow into his size and has the ability to use a little bit of his frame to, to block the, you know, block the ball off. And then also, um, the fact that he, he also has, um, the ability to go up and get the ball. Ked, uh, what are we going to see from Carlos Orr that makes him uh, uh, special? Here's what I see. Though. You know, I talked about, you know, Illinois going against some of the big boys. And Carlos didn't receive a lot of power five offers. But when the first thing that jumps off to me with Carlos is his size, obviously, he's being six foot four, six six five, um, is development. You know, one of the things when I, we talked about Coach Bielema and I had a brief conversation with Carlos is that Illinois is big on developing players and they see things in players that other schools just don't. I mean, I think Brett Bielema has made a, a career doing that, especially when he was at Wisconsin and he proved it a little bit last year, you know, at Illinois. I, I've talked about Matthew Bailey, of a Moline, Illinois kid that, you know, had a bunch of mid-major offers and, you know, he's one, he should be counted on as one of the top sophomores returning. Carlos is a long guy. He has really good hands. And then when you look at his numbers, you know, this is another, you know, tip we had to Coach McDonald. You know, this kid had over a 1,000 yards receiving, you know, um, nine or ten touchdowns. And he is long. And I and I wrote this for Illini guys. The thing that I saw a couple of them, he's kind of old school. If you guys remember Ron Turner when he was at Illinois, one of the things he always talked about is that they don't mind throwing the ball up in the air. 
But if a receiver can't go get it and you can't get it, you make sure you knock it down. I saw, I've seen Carlos do that an awful lot. A lot of times receivers, if they don't get the ball, they give up on it. This kid has been taught that. It's that old school mentality. So I'm really curious to see his development. And also, you know, the right receiver room, Matt and I, I remember we had a conversation, you know, a year ago. That was one of the weakest positions on the field. I mean, for the University of Illinois, but they put a lot of interest and emphasis on building up the depth at that position. Matt? This one's going to take time. Uh, clip this, Carlos, because you can prove me wrong, but um, I'm not in love with this one as much as, a, a, like, a, I guess some other people in, in the Smith Center building. Um, not to say you don't take him. You do. I mean, you take him for the same reason Illinois took Aston Hollins. You take him for the same reason that you take um, Ian Pugh. Okay, you're taking a long, long-armed, Big body, big, you know, broad shoulders, big frame kid that's going to develop physically. And and this one's going to take time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that they feel like on the outside, they have the ability to develop some guys that they already have there so that, you know, this kid can take time in order to develop. They're not going to throw him on on the field immediately. He's not ready for that. Um, he also needs to develop in the system the way they want him to. I think that they see him as you know, somebody that can help them in the red zone eventually kind of like they, they, they were using Brian Hightower to like last year to, to go up and get a ball um, that, you know, they just need, they need touchdowns instead of field goals. Will you throw the six, four, six, five guy up a jump ball? Maybe you can get it. That's going to be his immediate, you know, um, immediate skill set, And that's, that's something that, you know, everybody will talk about is not coachable. Um he has some some limitations in terms of speed and in terms of you know just you know I would say yeah, acceleration um, especially after the catch, but I think that he's a take that you that you if you're Illinois again you certainly take you same reason that you've taken these long bodied receivers um, previously, and you're just hoping that some of them are going to hit eventually when they learn the offense and feel comfortable at the college level and all of those things. The good news is is that the two receivers that I've talked about are also long-term projects as well. I believe that Carlos is going to be that again, but that's not why that's not something that you don't take him for. If if you have a feeling that if by the time he's his second year or third year in the program, he can make a significant impact for you once he starts to feel comfortable. Yeah, this is the kind of athlete that Illinois feels like they can feel like two years ago, they two years from now they can say, this kid should have been recruited by a lot more people. And that's what they're banking on. And this is a this is what I always like to say. This is a trust Bielema staff evaluation type of thing. You have to do it. If you're an Illini fan, you have to trust this evaluation because um, nothing else is really going to, you know, wow you right now. But I think that this kid could wow you later on when he's put in in the development process of what goes on in the Smith Center. Yeah, that, that's excellent. The other, and, of course, we over the course of this, um, and basically it was just stated by uh, Ked a few minutes ago, you know, as if to make our work, um, you know, even more thorough and 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 need to be done and more research. Um, we found out that Zafir Stewart was also committed, um, and I'll tell you what, this is one that I, when I look at, you know, you see a guy six foot four, three hundred and twenty pounds. Offers from Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, Cincinnati, Maryland, Old Miss. That's just naming a few of them. 
holy cow, this this is the type of one that is really exciting to see come down the the, the pipe as well. So, Ked, uh, give us a little bit about Zafir Stewart, uh, the uh, the massive offensive lineman. Well, you know what? When he was on the radar, here's here's a kid that I thought, okay, this is a typical Brett Bielema kid, easy sale because you know Brett has made a history of selling and getting offensive linemen. You know, maybe not being from the state of Illinois, not a bad thing because of my understanding that they've sold him on, hey, you know what? We have a history. We can put guys in the NFL. You know, next year's senior group of Julian Pearl and Isaiah Adams, both are guys that, have, you know, could be potentially be all Big Ten selections. And I know they have some 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 NFL guys looking at them next year. And these are three-star recruits coming out of high school. So they sold him, you know, on that. And I'm going to, you know, Matt mentioned – Andy Boo earlier, I'm going to give um, offensive line coach Bart Miller some love because I'm going to tell you, I think he's done a wonderful job of selling these kids, you know, on why you should come to Illinois and how they can develop and how they can pound the ball and push the ball and open up holes for people. I just really, really like, you know, this recruitment. I've been following this one for a while because I, I thought Illinois could, could, could land this one. To be honest with you, you know, both of you, I thought he would be the first guy, you know, to say yes. Um, I actually thought it'd be today, but we had a lot of kids that commit yesterday. So this was a, a I don't want to say a no-brainer for me, but let's really put this in perspective for the fans who, who I don't want to say can become, you know, impatient. But you just beat out a recruit from Penn State, you know, and it doesn't happen, and from uh, Ole Miss. And regardless of what you think of Nebraska, they're still selling out and they're still able to recruit. This is going to pay dividends long term, I think. Matt? I love this one. Uh, I could not state my love for this one anymore. Between this one and, um, you know, I really think that of the ones that happened on the 11th and the 12th, coming out of the official visit weekend, okay, um, Ty Griffin and him are the ones that I think are the ones that are going to make the most impact for this football program, period right now as of where we're doing this right now there could be others that are coming down the pike potentially that i feel like could maybe jump those guys but right now these are these are the guys that Illinois had to get and i'm sorry mike they just don't grow them 65 3 310 320 pounds out of high school anymore they just don't um especially with everybody doing the wide splits in high school and and all that um he comes from a private school background where his academics are not even going to be close to, you know, an issue once he even arrives at Illinois. I mean, I think he's almost damn near a 4.0 student. Um, and Ked's right. You, you beat Penn state on a Pennsylvania, on a, on a Philadelphia kid, you beat uh, a whole bunch of power programs that are trying to, you know, compete for that 12 team, you know, college football playoff for this kid. Um, I'm going to give Andy Boo some credit again. I think that he paved the way and then said, Hey, Bart's coming. You need to listen to him because we've got some we've got some ability to to develop some offensive linemen. You should come play for us. And he's got a lot of uh, of connections in that beltway, especially after having been, you know, with Rutgers and with Maryland as long as he was defensive coordinator at both of those schools. Um, he's got a lot of so when Bart enters that school, it, it's not like, hey, who are you? I know that didn't happen because of what Andy can do in that in that area of the country. And they sold this kid really, really quick. 
And if Illinois can keep this commitment, I think they just, they feel like in that building right now, they've got a potential all big 10 first team guard. And that's what that kid, this kid can be. And I think they should be really, really excited. It's another kid that Bart Miller went and got um, outside the state of Illinois and has brought him into this program that they think can make a real impact on that offensive line. And I think that he deserves a lot of credit also along with Andy as being one of the more, um, you know, efficient recruiters on this staff, clearly after, you know, Andy and Brett were, Andy and, and Bart were part of that initial big uh, Brett Bielema hiring process um, in, in, 20, in 2021. They've made a lot of recruiting headway since they've gotten here to Champaign. And this is just another example. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you guys going through in detail these, um, these recruits. It's a, it's a heck of a, heck of a weekend for the Illini um, and and certainly, you know, next week is the Illini camp, and then the week after, which would be the week of the 23rd, uh, Friday the 23rd, is another recruiting weekend where they can host, um, you know, kids. So there's going to be more coming. You'll definitely want to stay tuned here to the uh, IlliniGuys.com. You know, when you go onto our message boards, we have more information beyond just what's in the stories. Uh, sometimes there are details and, and you know, little things going on that, that um, it may be a little harder to quantify, you know, sourcing wise. We can put on message boards that we can't put in news stories. So we would invite you to come over and take a look at us at IlliniGuys.com, seven day subscription, and then $99 a year, but it's seven day free trial. We'd love to uh, have folks give us a whirl. We don't have very many people who uh, don't stick with us, but we would... Uh, we always want to invite people, if you're an Illini fan, or if you know an Illini fan, we're a great uh, site to join. So with that, thank you so much, Kedrick and Matt, for coming on. And we will uh, be back in just a minute after uh, this word. Whether you live in Champaign or Chicago, halfway across this great nation or halfway across the planet, IlliniGuys.com keeps you in the know. Whether it's game results or what's going on in recruiting behind the scenes, IlliniGuys.com covers it. Only $99 a year, and you get a free seven-day trial to kick the tires. Go to IlliniGuys.com, click the register button that's right next to the seven-day free trial, and we'd love to have you as a subscriber. IlliniGuys.com. Well, folks, this is Mike Kegley, and as I promised, we got a treat for you. We have the godfather of recruiting, Mike Farrell, who has uh, covered really kind of almost invented the um, recruiting coverage industry. So we're, we're happy to have him and very proud, to be honest, to have him writing a column on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on IlliniGuys.com. We've had a lot of subscribers tell us that they love what we do, but having Mike Farrell is why they stick with us and, and subscribe. So that's an awesome asset to have. And you know, you're going to get a column uh, that will inform you on what's going on with recruiting. And really the last 24 hours, I'm not certain if I have any real comparisons to this as an Illini fan, where we get six players, you know, over the course of a recruiting weekend. And, and these guys are players that we're going up against some stiff competition uh, Mike, is this what, what? How do Illini fans process this? Because we're not used to this. Well, it's and you know it's it's a pleasure writing for the site, and I, I don't think I bring anything 
like I don't bring scoop or breaking news. You're going to get that anywhere. But what it's fun for me is to be somebody who's covered Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and, you know, USC in their prime in Florida with Urban Meyer, you know, the highest level of recruiting and to look at Illinois, you know, just to have eyes on it and give fans this perspective of, you know, what they're, what they're dealing with and what they're seeing. Um, to me, that's kind of what I bring to the table. So I'm glad to talk about this because this, this doesn't happen. Um, you know, and I'm not saying this is like a big recruiting weekend that Ohio State has where they get six five-star kids and everybody's excited. And, you know, they, they complain that one of the kids is ranked a four-star and should be a five-star. Those are, <laughs> you know, those are our power program rich people problems to me. But for Illinois to go from, you know, I mean, we, we had Ron Zook. That was probably the height of Illinois recruiting years and years ago. You know, where really has been and, um, you know, some of the guys, you, you, Martez and, and that. But it's fallen off since then. It's it's a commitment here. It's a commitment there. A lot of Illinois fans were worried they were at the bottom of the Big Ten. Very few commitments. Very slow start. June, you know, I think they had three, maybe two. What's going on? What are we waiting for here? To get a weekend like this where you get a lot of kids on campus, you close on 75% of them. That doesn't happen for Illinois. And that's a big step forward for your program because now you can create big recruiting weekends. This is where, you know, the barbecue at Michigan comes from years ago. You have a big weekend, you build around a big weekend. So now Brett Bielema and his staff can like, okay, they can point to the second weekend in June, you know, and maybe that becomes, you know, a line I day or, you know, whatever they, they want to do to make it a special day and it sells to other kids in programs. So, you know, when Illinois gets six commitments at once, they're in the news. Um, when they get one here and there, it, they get shoved off any front page real quickly. And that's what staffs wanted. They want big splash, big news. So what we're seeing here is really, it's not Brett Bielema like either. I mean, it's not what his MO is at Wisconsin, at Arkansas. Huge recruiting weekends didn't exist there either. So it's a step in aggression. It's a step that said, okay, we're going to get all these kids on campus. We're going to get them on campus the same weekend. We're going to get a, you know, we're going to have a commitment there. Who's going to work on another commitment. We're going to have kids commit and they're going to work on other kids and they're all going to want to commit together. That's the key for official visit weekend. So this is a big deal for them. Yeah, it, it, it is exciting. I'm, I'm glad you could kind of explain that um, a, a little bit to Illini fans. And of course, really six commitments over the weekend. And it really started with, um, you know, the big defensive lineman out of Ohio, Demetrius John. How do you look at this player? Expected commitment. You know, we, we did the percentages on, you know, who might come in. And we're, we're, I think I had him at like 75%. Uh, McCollum was working on him, you know, fellow Ohio kid. Um, they're, they're similar. You know, they're high effort kids not going to wow you with off the charts athleticism. They're not going to wow you with an amazing first step or length, or they're going to do everything well, but they're going to out hustle everybody. And that's what Bielema likes. And he, you know, it's hard to think that Bielema is a defensive coach because he's known for, uh, you know, a power offense and producing offensive linemen and putting offensive linemen in the NFL. People just look at him. They see a big guy. They're like, this guy had to be a lineman. He has to be an <laughs> offensive coach. 
no, he's a defensive coach, and this is the type of effort kid that he wants. Um, you know, whether a kid misses time his junior year, whether a kid falls under the radar for whatever reason, runs a bad time or whatever, they don't care about that stuff. They want guys that are going to work hard and then have just started to reach their trajectory upwards and will hustle and run through a wall for you. That's what they're getting here. And that's what they're getting in this duo because both of these guys are under-recruited kids from Ohio. Of course, they're not going to get the Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame offers because they're right on that lower level. But Kentucky, as an example, has made a living out of getting these type of kids and winning eight, nine games. Um, and so for Illinois to go and get two of them, it's a good sign because it allows them to go back into the high schools, back into the state and say, these two guys came, they believed in us. Uh, it, it's similar to the DB situation they have in Florida. You, you yep. have success, you produce the players, you can go back there and say, well, why don't you come up and take a look? look it worked for these guys. And that's, that second level recruiting in Ohio is extremely important for anybody. It was important for Wisconsin under Bielema. It's very important, uh, uh, you know, for Illinois under Bielema. So that's why it's a big gap. You know, and, and of course, the, you know, he, he kind of started it. And then, of course, you get um, Utah linebacker uh, Easton Baker. And, and this is a guy that, you know, six foot one, 212 pound, three star. But again, when you take a look at Arizona State, Oklahoma, Washington State, BYU, you know, you're looking at, at Illinois winning out over maybe some some better schools than what Illinois fans have have uh, won out, you know, watched their team win out over over the last decade. So it seems like we're starting to to step up the ladder a little bit in who we're competing against for recruits. What do you think of um, Mr. Baker? Yeah, and to the two defensive linemen, I mean, Pitt is tremendous at producing undersized high-level hustle uh, defensive lineman. You know, Aaron Donald's the the layup, but, you yeah. know, Cansey, they coveted, you know, both of those kids. They, they liked both of them. You know, they, they probably weren't at the top, top of their list. So you, you look at who you recruit against. You know, Baker, I, I like Oklahoma, of course, but I, I like Utah. I like BYU. I mean, those programs produce really hard-nosed athletic players that can run and chase – and that's what he is. He's an athlete who's going to play linebacker, uh, you know, could be a big safety, but, you know, he's going to grow into the linebacker position. He's going to run. He's going to hustle. He's going to cover a lot of ground um, and he's going to be smart. Um, so they fell in love with him. You know, they, they discovered his film just recently, you know, about a month ago. Uh, they went out there during the evaluation period. They saw him in person, offered him immediately to get him on campus within, you know, essentially four weeks. And to get him committed with all those other offers is another real, it's a boost for them. You know, they're not going to make Utah one of their stomping grounds for recruiting other than the JUCO, you know, Snow College and stuff like that. But to come in late on a kid like this when others have offered them and to win that recruiting job within four weeks, that doesn't happen in Illinois ever, ever. They have to be first and then try to hang on. They're never last and steal them away from everybody. And so that's another, you know, really good sign for this recruiting class, which is turned from last year's class was a lot of, you know, high evaluation guys. When I first started writing here, I went through the class in the summer and then like a bunch of guys that were evaluated 
but the fans were complaining, you know, they're beating group of five schools or beating FCS school. Then it, 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 it got an uptick with the season, you know, closing with a couple of four stars. This is the momentum moving forward that they're going to, this is, this class is going to be a lot better. And it's because they're able to win battles like this when they would have never in a million years, even before last season, been able to pull this off. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Now the next one up is, is an, an offensive lineman that, that Eddie um, Turk and, and basically from LaGrange. So the, we like to joke the home of macho man, Randy Savage, um, but Old Miss, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Duke, Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Miami were all teams that were interested in in Mr. Turk's services. Um, that's that's a again a, a a guy that at least comes with some real hope, based on the fact that that there's some quality teams who were interested in him. Four star kid, originally recruited by everybody as a D lineman, and this is one of the other things is like. Bielema and his staff kind of were, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but they were the first school, I think, that really talked to him about, you know, specifically playing offensive line. And then you started to see other schools do that as well. And that's the copycat portion. Mario Cristobal is an offensive line coach. He's a great recruiter. You know, when Bielema offered Turk as an offensive lineman, he did the same thing. And they pushed hard for him. And, and you know, they – they recruit nationally. It's Miami. Chris Ball is going to put together another top five recruiting class. But he he, he covets toughness. He covets smarts. He covers he covets guys that can play offense and defense. You know, he really went after this kid. You know, the others did too, but it really came down to Miami was the school he was going to go away to. Then it came down to Northwestern and LRIN State. So it's not only a good in-state win for a kid who can play either way, but you know, Bielema saw a little something in him that others didn't. And to keep him away from a flashy, sexy program like Miami, um, that's also a big deal. So this is one of the four stars. I mean, everybody wants four stars in their class. Uh, to me, for, for Bielema in Illinois, it doesn't really matter that much. But from a national perspective, to get a four-star kid in state, that's going to help with other four-star kids in the Midwest. Yeah, that, that that is exciting. Now the next the next one's Tyshawn Griffin. Uh and and here's a kid who who is kind of a, a one who's just an exciting kid. He 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 really he's got a lot of speed, um, elusive, reminiscent maybe a little bit of Isaiah Williams right now. Um, what did you think about this guy who who some people have called the most exciting player in Illinois? Yeah, they want to increase their speed. Um, they want catch and run guys. Um, they, you know, the quarterback, the way the offense is set right now, they're not they're not set to beat a lot of people downfield with speed. They're not set to you know win a lot of fifty fifties. You know, that's what they wanted to increase at the wide receiver position. Get big outside guys that can win fifty fifty balls, and get inside guys that you can get you know, the ball in short span and let them move and run. And that's what he is. He's a guy who's a little bit of a water bug. He can make you miss. Um, you can do a lot of things with him. You know, I don't know how creative they're going to get with the offense, you know, but jet sweeps, inside handoffs, things like that he can do. Um, speed is something that they want to increase on offense and defense. I think they're okay defensively, at least, especially with that secondary but offensively, they were a, a full step behind a lot of teams speed-wise. 
and this helps address that. And, and the guys they got last year will help address some of the size issues. Um, but yeah, they, they coveted him as a catch and run guy. You know, he had a lot of schools interested in him. Um, I just think he's going to play that slot role that really hasn't. Isaiah Williams is, you know, obviously a converted, you know, quarterback playing wide receiver and learning the position. He's, he's not, he's very, very athletic, but he's not polished. This kid's got more polished because he's played wide receiver. He's more, um, he's more familiar with a route tree. I'm not saying that's who he's going to be because he's right. not as, he's not as thick. He's not as athletic, but he's, he's maybe a, a little bit more polished version uh, as a wide receiver and has that type of ceiling. Yeah. That, that, he's, he's an exciting one. And, and then out of Tennessee, uh, Carlos Orr, six foot four, uh, 180-pound wide receiver. This is one that maybe doesn't have quite as many, um, you know, uh, strong uh, competing offers. But when you've got a guy who's six foot four and can get up in the air, um, you know, a lot of us go back to those days in the 80s when you had a David Williams, you know, running across the field for the Illini. How does – what did you think of Carlos – uh, when you when you took a look at him, he's a raw player. You know he's not overly. His route tree is limited right now. Um, he wins on athleticism. He wins on his size. He's the you know typical fifty fifty guy. You throw it up there. He's going to make a play at the high school level. Um, he's got a lot to learn at the position, but they wanted to you know stockpile more six foot four guys and outside guys. Um, you know, he's skinny. So, you know, you would prefer to have, you know, a 210 pound guy that you can maybe turn into a tight end. He's not that, but he's a guy that I think after a year or two, if he's patient, you know, the transfer portal is a thing and people get impatient and they want to play right away. I don't know what type of kid he is in that respect, but if he waits and he learns, um, he's just raw and he's just learning how to play football and run routes. They will teach him that, but he's going to be more of a, you know, I don't want to say down the line because there is no down the line. If you don't make an impact after year one, you're usually in the portal or whatever. Um, I think he's going to be a guy in year two that, you know, helps with that outside receiver position. Yep. And and then the last one's one that is also exciting, especially when you consider Offers from Penn State, Nebraska, Rutgers, Cincinnati, Maryland, Old Miss, just to name a few. Zafir Stewart, a man mountain at six foot four, 320 pounds. Um, this one is one that, that uh, uh, just seems like a perfect one when you think of, of uh, Isaiah Adams, who's already playing here, and you get another guy who's got that size and, and relatively – you know, good feet. Um, what are your thoughts on, on um, Mr. Stewart? Yeah, he's, um, he's got really good feet. He's got good agility. He's got good balance, but he's also, you know, a physical mauler. Like he will in the run game, he will, you know, look to dominate you and, you know, finish the play with you on your back. And that's what Bielema loves. That's the type of aggression he's looking for. Um, you know, he probably needs to reshape a little bit. You know, he's 320, maybe 325. They'd probably want to bring him in 
you know, and and break them down to 300 and then build them back up to 310. Um, th but there's not a lot, of, you know, it's not a lot of bad weight. It's just he can be more athletic. He can be lighter on his feet. He can even have better balance, you know, if they um, if they reshape him a little bit, which they will. I mean, he'll get, you know, on a training table. He'll get in a college weight room. He'll get in a, you know, athletic, um, you know, training capacity at Illinois. And, you know, the the tools are there when it comes to technique, when it comes to his base, his ability to anchor, his strength. Um, I just think he's going to be a guy that down the road, you look at like Adams, who's going to be, you know, a, like a sleeper, you know, fourth, fifth round type of pick, like one of the better Big Ten linemen that no one's ever heard of down the line. Uh, just a guy that really – doesn't get a lot of attention, but is as steady as can be. And, and I think that's the goal for him is after a year or so in the weight room, you know, make him plug him in on your interior offensive line, let him be a three-year starter and let him, you know, sneak his way off to the NFL and have a career like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's exciting. Um, and so any closing thoughts for Illini fans, you know, on, on what we've seen here and, should we just expect, you know, like in a couple of weeks, the next recruiting weekend, he's going to bring in six, six more and close? Or no. is this? I, that, I wanted to make sure we got that out there. For no. I mean, it, obviously, this is a great weekend. It's a big weekend. They hit on most of the guys they expected to hit on, um, and that was what they wanted to do. And they're they've got some busy official visit weekends coming up. Um, they will keep the momentum going. They will get a couple more. You won't see six, I don't believe. Uh, but the key here is to go, you know, you want to finish 75% of your class by the season start. Um, so they want to get up to probably 16, 17, 18 commitments by the end of August. They're close to double digits. If they can get, you know, six more by mid-July, then you're right at that number. And then you can sort of close things out in late July, early August and be in great shape. They're in so much better shape than they were before this weekend. And, and they really kind of rolled the dice. They put a lot of, you know, they put all their eggs in one basket of this weekend. If this went horribly wrong and they got one or two, they might be in trouble, but you got to take risks like that. And if it pays off, then the momentum is just going to carry on through the summer. So this is going to be a good class. They're going to be in great shape heading into the football season. They have another good season. Recruiting will tick up a little bit even more. They're involved with more kids at this stage that have power five interests and offers than they were last year. It's not even close. So the, the, you know, the trajectory they're on is a very good one. Uh, this is an exciting weekend, probably the most exciting weekend, I would say, since Ron Zook you know, was bringing in four and five yeah. stars here and there. And, and Ron Zook ended up going to a Big Ten championship game. You can rag on them all you want, but talent brings success. And they're they're raising the talent in Illinois class by class under Bielema. And, and it's really, it's impressive. It's a little surprising because this isn't him. This isn't the way he operates. So it's showing his evolution as a coach to like fall in line with what kids and programs that are successful do. So all of these are good signs.
yeah, before we know it, he's going to be pass happy, getting the ball out there. And Yeah, they'll run a spread air raid. Well, look at Wisconsin's running air raid, so anything can happen. I mean, you just don't know. And, and this offense is a whole lot more wide open than you'd ever expect the Bielema offense to be. Exactly. So, listen, I mean, you know, if you told me that, that there'd be the words air raid in the Wisconsin offense, and they're going against Wisconsin in a lot of recruiting battles. Um, and that's a good program to be a barometer against in your division, even though we're going division Melissa after the season, you know, but anything can happen and he's going to evolve. He's this, he was a stubborn guy at Wisconsin, stubborn and, and angry. You know, when Urban Meyer was stealing recruits, he was sitting there whining about it, blah, blah, blah. At Arkansas, I think he was over his head a little bit. He's really found his rhythm and groove as a coach, as a recruiter. And and I think this is the perfect time for that to happen. So, listen, I mean, if you told me before the season started they'd have three guys drafted from the secondary, you know, in the first whatever, three, four rounds, I would have laughed at you. If you yeah. told me that they'd have a top five pick, you know, or top six pick, I would have laughed at you. I, I don't laugh at anything anymore. I don't know what he's capable of. I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan and win the Big Ten and go off for the playoff. But – they're in really good shape when it comes to you, the programs you compare yourself to Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois is right there now. And, and that was something we couldn't say before last season either. Now, one other thing, you know, for, for those people who um, subscribe and read your articles on our website or for fans who are just listening to you now and they're like, this guy's good you tell us a little bit about your website and where they can find you if they want to um, get more information or follow you a little more? Yeah, mine's very conversational. Um, it's MikeFarrellSports.com. I try to make it conversational. I don't have a message board, you know, because I'm on the Sports Illustrated platform. They don't have message board technology yet. I could crop one up, you know, like you guys have a message board on your independent site. I haven't done that yet. What I want to do is just uh, keep the conversation rolling before I start that, but really all I write about and all we write about mostly is, you know, what if this, or what if that, you know, factor fiction, is this true? Is this not true over under, um, you know, is, you know, right now 7.5 for Illinois over under wins. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. I try to make a conversational on social media as well. So what I write for you guys is more factual. It's more like this kid's visiting, this kid's looking, this kid's interested, this kid might commit. Um, you know, and I throw in, you know, I did the quarterback rankings list for the Big Ten to see where Illinois stands. I'm going to do the running backs next and all that. But it, mine's more conversational. And I think that's what people want. I mean, I, I don't go on your message boards enough, but I can guarantee you if I started a thread saying, hey, where does Illinois – and I might do this – where does Illinois stand when it comes to the teams you hate the most? You know, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue. Where do they stand right now? You could get a thread going of four pages, five pages of people just giving their opinion on, well, we're ahead of, you know, we're ahead of Wisconsin. We had a better year, but they got fickle. So now we'll see what happens. We're certainly ahead of Purdue. You know, Walters is unproven. That type of discussion is honestly what people want. Um, because they're bored and, and there's nothing to talk about in June. And so they want to talk about that stuff. And that's kind of what I try to do on the website. It's not, you know, it's not blowing up. It's, it's a slow, steady climb. As you know, any independent yep. site is a freaking nightmare to try to get 
in any sort of SEO groove or any sort of traction, I'll have, you know, I'll have a huge day of traffic. And then two days later, I'll be like crickets. And I'm like, I don't get it. But it's all about the grind. It's all about continuing to bring people stuff that they want to talk about and that they're interested in. That's what you guys do. That's what I do. Um, and it's the only way I've ever worked. Every day, seven days a week, never take a day off. And that's the only way you're going to be successful. And uh, what do you, what, what, where do people follow you on Twitter? Oh, at Enferl Sports. Twitter is funny too, because Elon took over, you know, I lost my blue check mark uh, as a verified person. Uh, I, if you're not on Twitter blue, I've learned you're going to fall out of an algorithm and you're going to lose followers. So I, I, I bit the bullet the other day. I signed up for Twitter blue, mainly for the reason that I can do long form videos there's no limitation. There's no 90 second limitation on long form videos. I can do a 15 minute video on Twitter blue, but it still needs to be approved and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, man, he's got it. He's got it down to where you're in big trouble if you don't follow his rules and, and pay his little Twitter blue price. So Enferil Sports, I've got 170,000, but it's declining. So I, 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 I bit the bullet. Yeah. So find me there. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So fans want to go ahead and, and make sure they do that. Um, but thank you so much for coming and, and talking to us a little bit about the uh, Illini football recruiting. And we'll certainly have you on again, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, and I'll have my, uh, you know, breakdown on Wednesday of what's going on. Perfect. Everybody have a fantastic um, day. And, of course, that will be the next column for uh, Mike will be at IlliniGuys.com. On Wednesday morning, we usually try to put them out around 7 a.m. And then somehow the man has one on Friday morning and he just keeps putting uh, interesting com content out there for people to read if you're an Illini fan or a Big Ten fan. So thank you very much. And we'll be right, right. back after this Thanks. break. Make sure you subscribe to the full family of Illini Guys podcasts. Starting out with Eye on the Illini, that's where you can listen to myself, Brad, Ked, Matt, and others talk about the recent Illini events that are in the news. Sturdy for 30 is Brad's award-winning podcast where you can hear 20 years of people that he's made contact with to talk about all things Illini and Ked's Recruiting Roundup where he talks to players, coaches, and parents about what it's like to be recruited. Make sure you subscribe to all of those so you're always in the know. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Eye on the Illini. We would like to thank Matt uh, Stevens and Kedrick Prince for taking some time out of their evening to discuss this. And of course, we would also like to uh, thank Mike Farrell for coming on and discussing things as well. Uh, of course, Matt covers the football team. He also works uh, covering the basketball team and the golf team and will go with women's basketball and a variety of other sports as he is called to duty. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate him coming. And of course, if you enjoy uh, Kedrick Prince, he does recruiting and uh, also writes a myriad of articles for our website, keeping you in touch with the various targets of Illini recruiting. And of course, Mike Farrell is available every Monday Wednesday and Friday here on the site, give you an opportunity to read up on uh, the latest recruiting of Illini football. And he does a great job with his staff of, 
of really uh, covering that and, and seeing what's happening with the program. So thanks out to those three gentlemen for coming on to the show tonight and want to, uh, to tell you, you know, this is a moment to kind of bask in the success of the football recruiting. Illinois hasn't had many days like this. Hopefully we'll, we'll experience this a little more often, but certainly it was an exciting time to be an Illinois football fan. And, you know, there's a lot of hope for the upcoming season here. And now that the pipeline is starting to get built to the future, uh, there's a lot of excitement. With that, I'm going to leave with uh, my statement. Go Illini. <laughs>